This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who, unlike Red, probably sat in a massage chair from Sharper Image thousands of times but never bought one, Ryan Nelson. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, so I don't Justin, know if anybody bought anything from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I now know how annoyed my parents had to be while I watched the ABC TGIF lineup. Oh, yes. And I wish they were still alive for me to apologize to them right now. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of discussions about a lot of different topics on this show, to say the least. So, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast as we started this podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk about the uh, first season of that 90s show on Netflix. If you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a 3, 5, 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, you can go to Patreon and be a supporter of us at any level. doesn't matter if it's as low as the 3 or as high as the $20 level, and you will get the show ad-free. So if you were, if you're interested in listening to us without the ads, just become a Patreon supporter of any level, and you will get access to it ad-free. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review while you're there at Apple Podcasts. Uh, we will read it on air if you do. And if you'd like to interact with the show, uh, send us an email to mainattractionpod.com at gmail.com any thoughts any questions anything that you might want to suggest to us we would love to hear those so just send us an email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so this is the first sitcom that we are ever covering here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Uh, it's that 90 show. Uh, just real quick before we get into anything else, let's talk about... Let's talk about that '70s show because obviously this is okay. that was the precursor to to that '90s show. Uh, neither of us are watch. Uh, we, I would say, based off of our previous conversation on our Patreon, neither of us watched it while it was really airing that much. We saw a lot in syndication, correct? Yeah, yeah. I would say I caught episodes here and there when it was on because this started when I was in college, at the end of my college career, and then as I was starting right. becoming an adult. Yeah, it, it's aired in 1998, so this was like the, I guess this would be my sophomore year in college is when it started, so September 98, yes, it would be my sophomore year in college, uh, and I didn't, like I said, I never watched it, it started on Sunday nights, I know they moved it around, I think you said they moved it to Monday at some point, uh, and I just, it was always on a weird time, and I just never could get around to watching it, but once it came into syndication, I ended up watching it quite a bit, Yeah, and one of the things that, you know, just talking about this show and talking about that night show, what they're doing with that night show, they're trying to obviously capture a lot of what they mm -hmm. capture with this sh with that 70s show. But that night show has a lot of 
it's kind of handicapped and uh one there, mm-hmm. there's a few reasons why it's handicapped first and foremost the cast is older on this uh the yeah uh, danny masterson i think was 23 uh yeah. when it starts uh topher grace and ashton kutcher were both 20 and when it starts and uh wilmer valderrama and laura prepon they were 18 the only one who was actually playing the appropriately aged person was mila kunis but the only reason she was is because she lies about her right. age to get on the I show know. which would never happen anymore yeah so like and you know that made them it put them in kind of an awkward position when they found this out because you know she her boyfriend in the show is ashton kutcher who was five years older than yeah. her and yeah. so that's not real just great to, you know no. to have that no. going on so uh but so they're older actors because like the person who plays leia foreman callie haverda i think i'm pronouncing her name correctly mm-hmm. she actually is 15 and she's 15 in the yeah. show and she's 15 in real life well, did you see how old ozzy is he's 13 he just turned 13 yeah. he was 12 when they were filming yeah i know so like i said a much younger cast that's one of the yeah that's a much m- more difficult thing for them to pull off is to well, you know pull off this show with a much younger cast what were you gonna say i'll tell you i'll tell you another thing and i looked this up Do, did you read about the difference in the writers of the two shows no but i was going to talk about something else but yeah go ahead so the creators of that 70s show and the writers came from saturday night live and it didn't live in color. They wrote Wayne's World. They wrote oh, wow. So the they, writers of that '90s show wrote the Joe. I mean, excuse me, the Matt LeBlanc show, oh, Man with the Plan. Oh yeah, that's they've much, been writing crap sitcoms. Yeah, they have because those, those, those shows aren't very difference. good. Yeah, it's it's a big difference, and you can tell the difference in the writing in, in you this. You can tell a big difference because I don't know. Did you go back and watch any of that '70s show? I, I didn't specifically, but I, I caught a couple of shows in syndication. I, no, no, I'm talking about recently. No, yeah, recently. <laughs> I watched on Friday. I watched two episodes, and I was I watched the pilot. I was blown away how good these kids were. Yeah. from the they. This is like hitting Friends level cast. It really is, which they did. And one other thing and that. that Go ahead. Well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and then I watched one middle of the season, which this season, 90 show, absolutely rips off the whole plot. And it, you could tell they had gelled so much in right. those few months. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that that 70 show had going for it is something that is unheard of in television today, back then, even when they were recording. The uh, David Trainer directed every single episode of that '70s show, all eight seasons. Every single episode was David Trainer, uh, and like I said, you just don't hear that in right. television. It's normally yeah. they they swap out directors, but mm-hmm. he knew these actors. He knew the characters that they were supposed to get, and he. Uh, the only reason I know this is because uh, one of the shows that we're talking about in our Patreon, in our top ten sitcoms, uh, he directed the entire first season of Boy Meets World, and he was on one of their podcasts uh, for Pod Meets World. And he said, you know, by the time they got to like season three of of that '70s show, he said it was it was the easiest show that he's ever done because they just all knew each other so well that he knew those characters they knew their characters and it was just a cinch to get right. shows put out because of that uh so that's another thing this this these eight episodes have two different directors i don't know one of them two of them are directed by laura prepon uh, yeah i saw that so like i said it's there they have a lot to have to overcome in that 90s show right and i think they do the best they can <laughs> i would say that yeah yeah i would say the, the young actors get better as it goes on. Yeah, the they material do. Material is much worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're. I, I actually started to like some of them. 
Yeah, I did too. Let's, let's let's go ahead and get into it. So, like when this first comes on, like I I, I turned it on when it when it debuted, just because I was like, you know what, I, I enjoyed that '70s show. I'll, I'll I'll take a look at this and see what uh, see what this is like. One of the issues that I had with this is that, like the first three episodes, you get it's it's a cameo heavy up. They're cameo heavy episodes because you get Topher Grace and Laura Prepon for the first couple. You get Wilmer Valderrama doing his in the episode yeah. three. Uh, yeah, and they're great. They're fantastic. And, and- Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Yeah, they, they make a very one. quick uh, appearance yeah. in, in the first episode. Yes. And they're all great. Obviously, they leave Danny Masterson out of this, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, so, if you don't know, he was tried for uh, three forcible rapes earlier in, like, I think the 2010s, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, remind me we need to talk about him in the end i have a prediction okay well he that was a that was a mistrial and they are going to retry i didn't think they were going to retry but they, the plan is to retry him all right let me go ahead and okay. mention this now they have left it open for him to join this cast because nate doesn't list who his father is yeah you're right he has no last name on his character he's like the only one yeah and he talks about his father's not around I'm calling it now. If Danny Masterson gets a mistrial again, he will be on season two. Yeah, he could be. It, 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 that could very much be the case. Oh, they I, left I, that open for him. I hope they don't, though. I, I really yeah. hope they don't. So, uh, but uh, like I said, when they're those when those when those uh, characters are on uh, on this show, it is mm-hmm. a you know they're great. They're fantastic because they Topher Grace owns that episode. Yes, he does. He's fantastic i mean the fact that he named his daughter leia tattoo <laughs> and he does he looks the same he does he looks exactly the same uh he looks exactly the same like i said they are great they are fantastic yeah. uh but the problem is you know you're pairing these characters who had eight years playing these characters yeah. and then you're introducing these new characters and nobody has you know any real familiarity with their character right. and look uh i think callie haverda who plays leia mm-hmm. uh she's really good uh, I, I thought she was really good i thought ashley Ofterhide, i think i'm pronouncing her correct name correctly yeah. as gwen she's really good too the rest of I them thought, i thought her i thought Gwen got a little worse as it got on I, but i don't think it's her fault i think it's the right i think it's her the right yeah yeah i'm with you the rest of them uh yeah i feel bad for rain doe as i guess that's his name Ozzy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he's so young. He's very young. And he, he has a weird voice, but that's probably, it's his actual voice. That's his actual he voice. He's to puberty. Right. And that's like I said, when they do the, the second season of this, he's going to sound remarkably yeah. different. So Because I, I watched, I kept reading some stuff and I saw people attacking him. It's like, what a weirdo. And I'm like, He's just a twelve-year-old. He's kid. just a twelve-year-old kid, exactly. With and, bad jokes. And he's supposed to be playing basically like a fifteen-year-old. And yeah, he looks kind of the age, so that's why it works. But man, he's like I said, it's it's a difficult he has, ask. He has one of the best scenes though when he comes out to Kitty. Yeah, and I know there are going to be people that are like, "Oh, we had to add this." I don't care. That was a sweet scene. That's and a sweet Kitty scene. Played it as perfect as you. Could. It's a sweet scene, but what's also really good about it is it's it's era accurate. I mean, yeah. this is how this is what it was like to come out as a as a gay person in in the nineteen the mid nineteen nineties. This place yeah. takes place in nineteen ninety five, uh, and that's what it was like. And that's what they're trying that's what they're trying to show on this. And right. like I said, that's one of the things that makes that makes that entire scene work. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, let's mention this. It's nineteen ninety five. Right. 
I'm 19. How old are you? I am basically I'm basically right there with Lay. I'm 16. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so like I said, this so, is right in the in my wheelhouse yeah. in the mid 90s. Well, I mean, I'm just right out of high school. Like, right. we're these kids. Yeah, we were. And, and this our did parents not feel were. Like I know. Yeah, our parents were were Laura Prepon and Dover Grace. <laughs> yes, yes, and this did not feel like the nineties. No, it didn't. Well, that's one of the th- other things I want to talk about, because if you go back and watch that seventy show, what the actual kids, the the people, the the main cast, the six characters mm-hmm. that were on there, they weren't really doing specifically seventy stuff. And right. that's what they're doing with the kids in this. They're not doing a whole lot of really specifically ninety stuff. What they all, well, you, uh, I don't know, man. I, they did a lot of 70s. Like, they went to a Todd Rundgren concert. They were going to watch Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, they did that type of stuff, but it wasn't, like, just all the time. I mean, they like they do a little yeah. bit of that because they talk about yeah. a rave party, and they talk about going to a concert. I can't remember in, in the 90s show. I can't remember which one they were talking about. Yeah. They do a little bit of that. Like just make sure that to make you aware. But what Kitty and Red, they are the ones who are giving us the... This is what it was like in those time periods. That's what Kitty and Red are doing. Uh, yeah, you got, yeah. You got Red in the sharper image uh, with, right, the, with the right. massage chair. Uh, and I, personally, I was a Brookstone guy. <laughs> I never went to, <laughs> to sharper Brooks, image. Man, I forgot about this story. Uh, but yeah, Brooks, like, I don't know how those stayed. I, I never know anyone I know. who actually bought anything yeah. from either of those stores. Uh, let's, let's mention, man, Kurtwood Smith as Red and Deborah Jo Rupp as Kitty. Have not aged a bit, no, even they they're much older, and they are doing the Lord's work in this show. They, they really are. This would be unwatchable without them. Yeah, they, it would be. Uh, because they are just fantastic. I mean, they they just kind of slipped on this character, just like it yeah. was like just like it was you know twenty years ago when when they or fifteen years ago, however long it was, yeah. uh, twenty five years ago when they actually started this uh, that seventy show. They are perfect in these roles. They are they mm-hmm. are the ones who kind of like are the glue, and they were kind of the glue yeah. in they in were. that seventy show too. So, uh, but they're just really really good. And like I said, you know, Kitty with the whole computer having to get it online, oh, just absolutely fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, Kitty, she just has something about her, and like she just picked up like it, like we just left, you know, two thousand or whatever the show ended. She was just just incredible. And then Red, like it was so much fun watching him and uh, Eric in the first episode where Eric had to be the dad yes and like and like Red's like how are you gonna handle this one Eric <laughs> yes yeah. over there in the corner yeah I know just like I said watching Topher Grace become a dad and his and watching mm-hmm. Red just kind of like ah, now you're the one in the same yeah. shoes that I was uh, it's just really really good uh, Laura Prepon is great as a mom, which mm-hmm. you know I, yeah. I, I didn't know if that would work real well, but I thought it worked pretty well. And this, I thought it worked extremely well. I thought it was great because Topher Grace's character in the original one was you know a wimp, a wussy kind of. That was what they were kind of like portraying him mm-hmm. as. So like Laura Prepon's Donna is like carrying Here all the, the bags bag. and everything. Yeah. So like I said, they, they did that really well. And what they're trying to do with this new cast, like I said, once we got past the third episode and they allowed the new cast to kind of take the center stage, yeah. I thought it worked better. I did too. I thought so too. Although it worked better, but then you missed that irregular you uh, did. original cast. Yeah. So I'm kind of torn because there were some storylines. Those three through like, I'm oh, sorry, four through about seven 
Because I remember you saying, well, what gets better at the end? And I almost text you like, you got to tell me that episode. Is it 8, well, 4, yeah. through 7? I mean, it's, no, it's like, I thought the second, I thought, when I was, when I texted you that, I basically thought 4 through 10 were better than 1 through 3 is what I thought. Yeah, as a okay, whole. I can see that. Yeah, as yeah. a whole. Uh, yeah, the, the last few were, they were kind of jumbled up. Uh, but Wilbur Valderrama, when he was on this. Oh, he was so good. He was absolutely fantastic. When, like, when he was all that car. Yeah. He's like, hello there, or whatever he said. It's so funny. Like, and I actually like, oh, oh, go ahead. Well, what's great about Wilbur Valderrama's character, like, the only reason that he can actually do this character, do Fez today, is because he did it back in 1998. Because that, right, is, right, a, right. that is a character, like, is so, like, stereotypical, oh, like, horribly. and, yeah. like, racial. And, like, like we don't yeah. even know what, what, like, nationality he's supposed to be no, playing. Because every time they talk, they, uh, they interrupt. So, so where you can't hear them. Right. They did it. There's this because like where's Fez actually from? And they like you hear the the dishwasher or something go off. You can't hear where he's right. So they never say. And like I said, the only reason they can get away with this is because they had they, this was the character yeah. back in uh, '98. But and he is just hysterical when he is on this. Yeah. And yeah, he, he was he was hysterical back in the original one. He was probably the best mm-hmm. character outside of Red, to be perfectly honest yeah, with you. I think so. I think you're right. And I think he's on this one is too. But the yeah. the original cast they are trying to capture somewhat of the same thing that they had with the originals. Uh, yeah. So obviously, you're talking about the new cast. Yeah, the new trying. cast. Yeah. The new six. The the six they new are. kids. Leia is obviously supposed to be your dad. Yeah. Uh, I think Gwen is supposed to be Donna, I think. I think so. I would say so. Uh, you've got, obviously, uh, Jay is supposed to be uh, Ashton Kelso. Kelso, thank you. But also, so is Nate. Yeah, Nate I know. So like is Kelso. That's where it got, that's where I found this whole thing yeah. just kind of weird because I guess Ozzy is supposed to be uh, Fez. Fez. I, I guess. He's supposed to be Fez. He's, uh, yeah. And then. You got Nikki. Nikki. They never figured out anything for her. I felt bad for her. Yeah, her I did character too. had the least. She seemed like she might have been the best actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had the least to do. I, don't, I, I guess she was Jackie. Yeah, I guess she was Jackie. And like I said, Nate is kind of playing a dual role there with both being yeah. Kelso and, like I said, there's really no Danny Masters in comparison, though. Yeah, there's not. On no. this. Uh, Gwen is the closest one. Yeah, Gwen's probably the closest one. So, I, like I said, but they're trying their best to get some of that same they dynamics are. going in it. And it's like I said, to some extent, it works. The, the one that works the best is obviously uh, Kali Haverda uh, yeah. as Leigh Former. Like, there were times when I was convinced, like, this was actually Topher Grace's daughter because I know, I know. she was she was pulling off that awkwardness that he pulled off so well in the she original. Was, she was so good. She was so good. I was going to say one of the things that I've noticed, and I was looking at the cast, and this was something I thought this felt like those bad Disney sitcoms. Oh yeah, it did it, when they were doing jokes, and mm-hmm. a lot of them came from that background. And I wonder if, uh, the actors, did, yeah, the young mm-hmm. actors. And I wonder if they're getting that direction or they just have it in them. I don't know. It just felt like those bad sitcoms you see. Yeah. I think it's I think it's just kind of it's what they've been doing for their whole lives. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not real I looked at some of their IMDBs. Well, 
Jake Kelso's all over Disney. Yeah, he's all over Disney. He had one of the longer IMDb pages yeah. out there, and, and that's what he is. And honestly, I think one of the main reasons he gets cast is because he looks a little bit like Ashton Kutcher. I mean, that's yeah, he does. I mean, he I, does. I, I don't think I think he was one of the worst actors on here. Uh, yeah, he was. But like, well, they, they couldn't decide what they were doing with this character. I know because he was really stupid at first, and then like Ashton Kutcher, who was hilarious when he showed up and yes. said "burn," that was hilarious. <laughs> that was but then. Uh, he acts like he's he talks about how smart he is yeah and like they it's like they wanted him to be the ashton kutcher replacement but yeah. they wanted him to be a little bit more sensitive and a little bit more mm-hmm. kind of in touch with like i guess his feelings and stuff like that they wanted to be a they didn't want to be quite the clutch that uh that kelsa was in the original right. so like i said it's i don't know it's a weird weird dynamic when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's talk about this real quick. So it's one of the things that you had texted me about. Who is this show for? Who do you think they make this show for? I honestly have no clue. Because, let me ask you, you have teenage children. Mm -hmm. Would you watch this with your teen kids? They had no interest in it. (laughs) If they had, would you watch it? So I guess it's it's for people like you grew up with this show that want to watch because isn't that what happened with fuller house yeah and that's always it was popular pretty much mm-hmm. and girl meets world was similar right? yeah girl meets world they had kind of the same same I same mean, vibe going mm-hmm. i can't imagine kids like all of a sudden want to watch this well it's it's a sitcom and remember sitcoms back in yeah. we we kind of let's let's kind of talk about sitcoms real yes, quick so yes please sitcoms Back in the 80s, the 2000s, I mean, look, the sitcom was the the primary money getter for, for networks from, like, oh, yeah. the 50s until, like, the 2010s. Uh, I mean, right, it right, was right. the sitcom. You were always trying to find the best sitcom to put on at a certain time frame. And because what you did, because what happened is people came home, they ate supper, and then around 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern, they would turn on the television and they would watch TV together. So you're trying to mm-hmm. get on a sitcom. You're trying to appeal to all different types of audiences. You're trying to get the parents. You're trying to get the kids. Yeah. You're trying to get all of these people to tune in and to want to watch because every you want something that they can all agree on. And that's what a sitcom was. That's what they're still trying to do with this. And and half the time led by a stand-up comedian. Yeah, that's what a lot of them were. You think of things From like seventies on. Yeah. Uh, Tim Allen Night was doing Court, them. Harry Anderson, Anderson did Night Court. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Uh, I mean, Tim Allen, uh, Raymond. Yeah, everybody uh, loves Raymond. James. Uh, there's a, a ton of them. Yeah. So that's what this is. What you're trying to do. You're trying to get this one big name person out there, and you get that one big name person, and you put a family around them, basically, yeah. and that's where that's how you get people's yeah that's how you get their eyeballs into it uh, even like a show like boy meets world which is aimed mostly for like high school kids uh yeah. or even in its early years it was really aimed at middle school kids uh when it was being aired you still wanted 
you obviously you know the parents controlled the remotes probably so you wanted mm-hmm. you had to you had to still appeal to the parents in in those episodes and there were ways that they tried to do it right so and god bless our parents from that era that had to watch this crap <laughs> yes, like full house yes the, all the tgif stuff god bless everyone of we love you yes we do we appreciate it because you watch some <laughs> terrible stuff and <laughs> horrible stuff uh but that's what that's what and that's what they're trying to do with this they're trying to get everybody mm-hmm. uh and i just don't know that in the streaming area it works but you know what it's obviously working well enough because netflix renewed this for a second season they don't ever renew anything pretty quickly yeah pretty quickly too yeah that's what it's got to be for people our age that have kids that want to watch something with them it has to be yeah because like i will never watch this again unless we're doing it for the show right exactly i'm never coming back to it i mean look it's not a bad show it's not it's, it's not but it's not for me it's not something i just want to sit down and watch a whole lot like i said if i to be honest with you if we hadn't decided to cover it for the show i probably would not have watched oh, it I'd past those first it. three shows oh I, I i agree i don't i would have never watched it oh it's all the other thing of the sitcom the laugh track it's just absolutely brutal and there's no need for it. I don't care if the 70s right. show had it. You don't need it today. No, you don't. And it's just, like I said, the, if you're doing a multi-camera, though, I, I, I can see why they do, just because with multi-camera, it's very hard, even though there are some multi-camera shows out there. I think it's just, we did it in that 70s show, so we got to do it in in uh, this show, and that's the reason they end up doing it. But yeah, it, it sounds awful. I mean, awful. It, it, awful. You know, we don't have live audiences. I'm pretty sure that there was not actually a live audience for, for this show. Uh Live audiences are great because when they you get you know you get actual reactions from your from your audience in uh, when you have an actual actually people there and they are they are clapping they're responding like one of the greatest times an audience really dictated the course of a show was in Friends when they're in England and they show Monica and Chandler in bed together and just the raucous applause and people cheering like that change the direction of that show because they weren't really going to right they had no plans to like really like flesh that monica and chandler uh stuff out but once once they saw the reaction to it from the from the audience they're like okay we have something here so we got to explore well, it if you ever watch like i love lucy mm-hmm. like they don't have a laugh trap they have the live studios there are times you can't hear because, because of the laughter, people yeah. are laughing so bad yeah. yeah i mean it's so good and i like that yeah, and like I said, in this it works. It just the laugh track in this it's yeah. it's painful because like I said, there were times when they're putting on that laugh track. I'm like, okay, that's not that funny, guys. I know no, you yeah. want us to laugh at this, but right, it's it's yeah. not really altogether that funny. Well, it takes away from the actual jokes. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Because they're it does they want it to land, and by playing that laugh track, the moment that they tell the punchline, you're like, okay, well, I guess that was okay. But well, and I'll tell you this: I drive my wife crazy because I don't laugh out loud every time I think something's I'm funny, the same way. even though I'm laughing in the inside, right? And like I'm like, I'm like, that's funny. And my wife said, why don't why don't you ever laugh outside uh, out loud every time? It's like. Because not everything is laugh out loud funny. Exactly. I'm the exact same way. I am completely the same way. But I'll be sitting there. Uh, somebody can tell me a joke or something. I'll just kind of smile. Yeah. And, and like, I'm like, it's funny, but it's not like laugh out loud funny. And like people don't yeah. understand that. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. No. <laughs> that issue. Well, there were a few, only a few LOLs in this one. Yeah, there were a few. I mean, it has its moments. Uh, yeah. It, it does. But like I said, there are few and far between. And by... Let's, let's, do we think we kind of talked about this before but do we think we mentioned that we like Leia and Gwen the mm-hmm. others not so much is it their fault 
Is it the acting? Is it the material? Is it the direction? I don't know. It's a really good question. Uh, a part of it is, it's like I said at the beginning, these are younger actors. Uh, yeah. Jay well, is the only one. Jay is the only Jay's one. Jay's 18, Yeah, right? he's, eight, he's 18. The May, uh, Nate and Nikki, Sam Morales, and Maxwell Donovan, they are 17, I think. And yeah, I think, I think I saw that. Like yeah. Gwen, is Gwen. Seven, Gwen is 17. And then you got Ozzy at 12. And yeah. uh, Leia is at 15. It's still a younger cast. Well, I mean, the oldest one is. I saw Ozzy uh, in a movie that was hilarious. And he was the villain. Oh, really? In that, that movie with Kristen Wiig that came out during the pandemic, like during 20. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Okay, I never saw that one. It's really funny. I think it's on Amazon. Okay. He's the he's a little kid as the villain. Oh, really? He's okay. Really funny. Well, I think it's part of it is the writing. I mean, it yeah. this is the, the, I mean, the writing on this struggles. It struggles a lot. Yeah. I mean, like the, the episode where like she like kisses the guy uh, from the fast food place in the in the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and they like march away from it. I'm like, this is not funny, guys. I know y'all think this no. is funny, but it's really, really not. It was not funny. Uh, like I said, there, there's a few moments like that, but it's. <sighs> I think a part of it is the writing. Look, I do think I think the cast is some of it. Uh, like I said, I don't think that uh, Mace Cor- Cornell, I guess is how you pronounce his name, who plays Jay. I, I just don't see him as that. He just didn't come across. I, I don't know if it's because he's trying to play dumb at certain yeah. times. And again, the writing because he they're trying to make him out to be Kelso's dad and be just like Kelso. Uh, or Kelso, he is the son of Kelso, and they're trying to make him out to be just like Kelso. It right. it just comes across as like undecisive and like i said they just at times they wanted yeah. to be the sensitive guy and to be you know be the right kind of guy for for leia and then there are times that he like supposed to be like the jerk like his dad was towards towards girls and it just doesn't work i mean it just does well, not and half the stuff nate was didn't know like what 18 year old or 17 year old he's like 17 right isn't he like a junior or senior yeah i think so mm-hmm who, what seventeen-year-old doesn't know who Albert Einstein is? Exactly. I mean, they they know. I mean, like uh, there was stuff like that that I was just like, this isn't funny. Now, when he was actually being nice to his sister right. and Delia, I was like, okay, this kid can kind of. That's he was the one that made me think it was the writing right. and the directing because he showed he could act. Yeah, when he was being sweet at the end of it. At the end, he actually showed. I started to believe. Okay, well, this kid actually might have something. I did yeah. like. The one of the few times I did like Jay was when he's like training, uh, when he's training Nate for his football team. I thought, yeah, I thought that worked pretty well. That was kind of, yeah, that was funny when he was behind him and yes. stuff. That was pretty fun. And I will say that that's a dumb plot line because even though they in the nineties when you played high school football, it was nothing like it is today. Oh, I know. We still lifted weights oh, in the summer. And yeah, we had like required weight. Come yeah, on. you had to you had to check in a certain number of days during yeah. the summer and all this type of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so that that never would have happened. But I did like the I did like the fact that you know they were talking about how summer is great and it's going on. And then all of a sudden, like I don't remember which parent shows up. Like, up oh, summer's over. Uh, I know that was that was good. Yeah, I was kind of surprised they started with July Fourth instead of Memorial Day because that yeah. really cut the summer off. Because we started going back to school the beginning of August. <laughs> yeah, we did. The middle of August. Well, probably the middle of August. Back it then, it would like, have been. Back then, it would have been middle of August somewhere. Yeah. yeah so. so I was like, that was that was a short summer for uh, Leia. Well, um, and also for them though, in the north, they don't go back till closer to Labor Day. So that's another yeah, issue. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I still think, man. Oh, here's another thing. <laughs> this was what I don't understand why Eric and Donna 
walk out and <laughs> Kelso <laughs> and Jackie immediately walk in. Yes. Could we not have a reunion? I have a little quick reunion there. Yeah. How how so obviously none of these people are still friends after high school, which happens. Yeah, it does. But, it uh, happens. But but it's I don't know, that was kind of weird. Could we not have a reunion? Also, do Red and Kitty not run into these kids? I can't imagine Point Place, Wisconsin's that big. They don't realize Jay Kelso is their son. <laughs> is Kelso's son? Yeah, that's that seems that a little bit odd. Weird. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of odd. So, uh, like I said, they, it's it's poor writing, and part of it is it's sitcomy stuff. Uh, but part of it is yeah. you can do better writing than what we got with yeah, this show. Uh, Don Stark was awful. Donna's dad, dad when he yeah, came his, his cameo was not good. It was horrific when he sang the bad karaoke of the i'll make love to you I'm right like, what are we yeah. this is a, this would never a 70 year old man is not singing this karaoke. no uh, maybe an 85 year old man maybe uh, that yeah, he was completely lost was, it but not yeah that guy was not funny at all and i kind of remember him being funny yeah he, he was, was good in funny. the he was good in the original and that kind of lends me towards thinking that this is just a really really poorly written show and uh like i said everybody's doing the best they can to make you know uh chicken salad out of chicken crap <laughs> so yeah so what would you do in season two if to i make were in, this better if i were in season what i would do is you know kind of play out the whole love triangle thing that they kind of started there at the end of it uh okay you can do I, something yeah. with that you can i don't know if they will but you can yeah i tell you another thing I, i'm going to toe for grace i'm saying like i know he's on his he is a sitcom on abc right I'm like, dude, we got to make this work. You need to be on this. You need to be on at least a few episodes at the very least. I would say him and Fez and Laura Propont need to be on half the episodes. Yeah. And they are still at the level like they're, they have, they've had good careers since the original. Yeah. It's You're not getting Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis more than what you got them in this. Because no. they are the ones who took off after right. that 70 show. Will, Will Wilmer Valderrama is on MCIS. Yeah, he's on MCIS. So he's pretty busy. Actually, Topher Grace has a much better career than I realized. He's yeah, he's really done a, he's done a lot, lot of, of stuff. yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. It's just not the Interstellar. Yeah, it's just not the. It's, he's not Ashton stuff. Kutcher. Yeah, he's not the yeah. Ashton Kutcher. He didn't have the same. He didn't have the same career that Ashton Kutcher did. But he's had a really good career. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you could probably get him for more than what you got him for in this say, if you needed you, to. You gotta you gotta bring those three back for more than uh, the, the episodes. I, I like having the kids have the main part but you could have them involved when they had leia and eric having so much together right. in the first episode that was really good and fez just being involved is funny Every fez time he's always fantastic. tommy chong was hilarious oh yeah the, the i forgot he was, he was yeah. yeah he was on the he was back in this too and reprising that role just absolutely great as <laughs> and i love i love the callback of yeah this was a 50 year old man that used to hang out with my teenage kids he's like oh wait a second I'm sure nothing bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. And like I said, they can they need to bring they need to figure out a way to get some of those other characters involved more. When Leia was having the episode with her mom uh, with Donna, that was a, that was those were good moments. Those were good. I thought yeah. those were. Good. I'm sure that's probably uh, one that Laura Prepon directed. I could be wrong about that, the, but the best moment of this show was where Eric and Donna were upstairs with Kitty and and. Uh, Kitty and Red playing cards, and the kids were downstairs in the basement. And Red goes, "Oh, you're not going down there. You're upstairs, people <laughs> now. Right. You're upstairs people now." <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, like I said, there it has its moments, but man, it's 
there it's just there are moments when it's just not Look, great. They are getting sixteen episodes. This will be the second season. These kids should be better. Yeah, they should be better. And, more, and better chemistry. And they should be able to work even if they even if the material is not that great. They I'm hoping that in a second season with and that was kind of another issue. You know, I talked about how, you know, they're handicapped with the with the new cast and uh, yeah. some of the things they do. They don't get time to really you know, thrive and understand what those roles are. They didn't no. have enough time to to get Did comfortable you? in them. Sure. So they they need more than ten episodes. If you're going to do this show, it needs to be like sixteen episodes at the very it least. It does. Because uh, I think if they would have, they were starting to figure out what to do with Nate. Yeah, they were. Mm-hmm. And they still don't know what they're doing with Nikki and uh, Ozzy and really Jay. Yeah. But like, uh, but it, you know, I think with more episodes, they would have kind of come to something and figure out the strength of these actors. Yeah, I think they would have too. So I'll be interested in what they do in the, with the second season. I think it will be better because uh, I don't. Yeah. I, it, look, it could definitely be worse. I'm not going to say they couldn't be worse. Well, that's, that's true. Because uh, it could definitely be worse. episodes with these writers could be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, so... Like I said, it, it, okay, so today, would you watch a second season? I'd give it a chance. If we're not covered, you would. I'd give it a chance. Uh, just because I got enough enjoyment out of it that I'll at least give them a, a chance to see if they can pull me back in. But I'm not giving them too long into it to see if they can pull me back in. Yeah, I would potentially watch one episode maybe yeah i'd give them like i would probably watch the first two episodes when it came out and if they don't have me sucked in by the second episode i'm probably not turning i'm probably turning it off so i mean what's one of the good things about this is you know they're quick yeah it's 22 minutes basically yeah. every single time uh i watched the in two in two nights because i only yeah. watched the first three episodes and i finished the next one uh the yeah. last seven later on but it goes quick i mean you can have it on the background if you want to if you just want something on so that may have been what I was doing. <laughs> That's kind of what I was doing too. So, uh, but yeah. So, all right. Uh, anything else we want to talk about, or are we ready to do our awards? Uh, I think I, I know you mentioned this. But I, I think they missed a chance. People want stuff from the '90s. The '90s is such a cool era. More oh, yeah. nostalgia, more bringing back '90s stuff. Yeah, I think so too. It didn't feel like the '90s. No, it didn't. Uh, it's it. It's like I said, there were yeah. moments it did, There's, but not a whole lot. And yeah. maybe they'll do more of that in the second season. Yeah. So, all right, shall we do awards then? Yes, do it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, here on the Man Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a season of a show, we give out six awards, all based on the six characters of Friends. At the top of our list is the Rachel, the star of the show. Who are you giving the Rachel to? I'm going Kelly Haverda as Leia. I thought she was really good. Yeah, she was. I mean, she needs to be the star of this because that's kind of yeah. who they're they're basing it around. She, she held her own. She did. She was really good. And I was like I said, I was really surprised when I found out she was 15 because she has a very mm-hmm. she has a very awesome birthday, February 21st. That's a oh. that's a that's a great birthday. So because it's the same as mine, but <laughs> so she'll be turning 16 here in a few weeks. So uh, next is the Joey. Who is your Joey? Which is the character that you just loved? 
I hate to do this to this new cast, but I had to go, man. When I saw Fez, when I saw yeah. Eric, Donna, Kelso, uh, Jackie, that was my Joey's. Yeah, I I'll, I didn't use any of them except for Fez. I used Fez for one, but uh, I went with Ashley Ofterhide as Gwen. Uh, okay. I, I liked her. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think she did suffer some from poor writing there towards the end, but for the yeah. most part, I thought she did a pretty good job. So, mm-hmm. Next is your Chandler, the person who made you laugh the most. Kitty and Red. Yeah, I went with them somewhere else, but I, this is where I went with Wilmer Valderrama as Fez because he was yeah. absolutely he was hysterical fun. whenever he was on. He wasn't on yeah. but two or three episodes, but he was great when he was well, on. When he was, when he was high with the kids, that oh, was really funny. That was really funny. When he was like doing the, the shampooing of... Fez and like Kitty was just like in awe and like just like yeah. salivating over him. It was just yeah. fantastic. So, uh, the Phoebe, the oddball of the group, who is your, your Phoebe? I went with Ozzy and Nikki because they still don't know what to do with those two. I went with Nikki and Nate because uh, I kind of threw him in there, but Ozzy, I'm fine with that too because he, they, I don't think they know what to do with the, all three of those characters, to be perfectly right. honest with you. So, uh, next is Monica, an important character that doesn't necessarily fit any of the other roles, just an important character to the story. Who are you going with? I went with Gwen here. I thought, you know, she brings it all together. She lives next door. She brings in the friends. Yeah, this is where I went with Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp as Red and Kitty, uh, just because they're the glue of this show. They're the kind yes. of, you know, without them, this show would have really struggled. Unwatchable. Yeah. Unwatchable. So, uh, like I said, that's where I'm putting these two. Uh, next is the Ross, your least favorite character. Nate and Jay. I went with just Jay. Uh, just, I just don't like his character. I, I don't yeah. think that he's a great actor. Maybe, and maybe it's the writing. Maybe that is the problem with with yeah. his character. I don't know, but it's it was a struggle. I'm not gonna hold. I, I don't with this writing being the way it is. I, I'm not gonna blame the kids. True. I think you're. I think you're right about that. So. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we do a rating system. Uh, at the top of our list is a Game of Thrones. It's just made through uh, Game of Thrones is a, is a Lost. Middle of the Road for us is a Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. What are you giving this one? Well, this is a first for me. Uh, we have our, our my first Full House. This is This is Full House. Yeah. I'm getting even a friends just because I got enough enjoyment out of it to give it a, take it up to a friends, but it's a low friends. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was on the border of Full House. There's no question about that. Uh, and like I said, part of it is sitcom. I think it's yeah. a sitcom has a you know as popular as they were and as much as as much of a pillar of my TV watching as they were when I was growing up. They have hit a ceiling that is a very low ceiling nowadays. And right. Uh, so that's going to be part of it, but like I said, I'm giving it well, a friends. Well, sitcom with a laugh track for sure. Yeah, like I said, I'm giving it a friends, but just barely. And like I said, I mean, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you about it being a full house. I'll be perfectly honest yeah. with you. Like I said, I got enough. You know, Red and Kitty mm-hmm. and the original Red cast, and Kitty were really good. Yeah, and the original cast when they made their appearances, they did enough to give me up to a friends. If it hadn't been for See, them, though, it would have been much lower. I was going to say, if it wasn't for Red and Kitty, I'd probably have Baywatch. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So, like I said, they were they were the saving graces of this thing. So, all right. Uh, so, that wraps up that nice show. Maybe we'll do second season. We'll know. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how many of you listen. <laughs> yeah, we'll see yeah, how many people listen to this. Well, that will kind of determine how many people, if we and cover if, second season or not. And so, if they're fans of the show, my bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of think most people will be on the same page as us, but I could be yeah. wrong. So, all right, uh, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, since this is our midweek episode, we do things that we're looking forward to. What are you looking forward to? 
So, uh, You Season 4 starts this coming up week uh, on Netflix. Uh, Penn Badgley is a serial killer. This time he's in London. <laughs> See what he gets into in London. So, I have never uh, watched it. I need to watch it. I it is it. a crazy... It's it's like Dexter, but more soap opera. And okay. It's fun. It's a fun <laughs> show. You can turn your brain off and just laugh. And he's really good. And then... Uh, I'm looking forward to it, and it probably won't come out for a year or two. I, the terminal list was finally approved. No, was really? Two, and they're giving Taylor Kitsch a prequel really? to show how his character became in the CIA and how he goes rogue. Okay, that should be interesting. So he's so we're we're getting a terminal terminal list franchise. Okay, cool. So I will actually watch that uh, Taylor Kitsch show because I thought he was excellent. Yeah, I thought he was good in that show. I thought he was he was really good because they really tried their best to make Taylor Kitsch's thing, and that's <laughs> it always yeah. worked out yeah. for a while. So. Yeah. Uh, anything else, or are you done? That's it. That's okay. All right, so this week, they, James Gunn and what uh, the person who's kind of like the co-head of DC. Uh, DC Zaffron? Zaffron. Zaffron. I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, he, Zaffron, yeah. He's not the one I remember. James Gunn is the one I remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they released basically their plans for what they are calling the first chapter of the new DCU, the uh, DC comic universe. And I got, I'm excited about some of this stuff. I mean, uh, they basically James Gunn has said he's doing a Superman film. That's kind of the reason why he took on this, like the head of DC role, because he wanted to make a Superman film. Uh, so he's going to be making a Superman film. That, so I'm excited about that. Uh, the new Batman move, the new DC, the actual DC universe Batman, not the Batman that we got previously, because he's not going to be part of the. D, D, uh, he's going to have his own thing going, which is going to be weird, yeah. but nevertheless. Uh, but the one who's actually in the DC universe, uh, the Batman they're using it, it's called The Brave and the Bold, which sounds like a soap opera. But nevertheless, uh, yeah. I'm excited about it because they are they are actually going to be bringing Damian Wayne into uh, the fold as Robin. Uh, oh. you, are you familiar with Damian Wayne? Yeah, yeah, Damian Wayne Jr. Huh? No, no, Damian Wayne like the character. Oh. No, not Damian Wayne. It's so- not Damian Wayne. <laughs> Damian Wayne. <laughs> No, obviously not. No, no, obviously. I, I thought I thought Damon Wayne Jr. was going to the, the DCU, and I was excited because I loved him. No, not Damon Wayne. Damian Wayne. No, uh, no, don't know, don't know him. Yeah, Damian Wayne. I'm, is, I'm assuming that's Bruce's uh, relative. This is Bruce's son uh, with. Uh, Talia oh. Al Ghul, so it's Raz Al Ghul's okay. uh, grandson, uh, and he takes on the role at like ten years old. So and he's like this—he's like an assassin at ten years old, uh, and like. I don't know who they're going to get to play this because you got to have because he's also just like a brat uh, okay. in the comic. So I'm kind of thinking the kid that played on the Adam Project maybe talk to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be a good one. He, I could see him playing a brat and the killer as well. So I could see him him doing that. Uh, so you know, James Gunn, go talk to is Walker Scobie. Was that the kid's name? That sounds right. That so, sounded right. So go get him. Uh, another one that they talked about was the lanterns, uh, which I love the Green Lantern. I'm wearing a Green Lantern hat as we are recording this. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure is. Uh, and uh, the show, uh, it, they are apparently they are we're not doing uh, Peacemaker two. They are r- revamping yeah. the show to uh, what's it? What was the name of that show? Uh, Waller. Waller. Yeah, and it's going to be kind of like Waller doing her thing. But Peace, all the Peacemaker cast is going to be in it. So uh, it's going to have the same cast, but it's going to be more focused on Amanda Waller and just kind of how she like disperses all of yeah. those folks. So uh, I'll be interested to see how they do that. It's a little disappointing that we're not going to get a true Peacemaker 2. Right. Uh, but 
from what it sounded like what James Gunn was saying it sounds like this is basically going to be Peacemaker 2 it's just going to be in a different it's going to be packaged differently so uh, yeah. you know I trust James Gunn so I figure he'll, right. he'll figure it out so all right. Uh, all right. So next oh, week, I forgot. I forgot to mention. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to mention one more thing about go the ahead. 90s show. Brian Olsen Green was hilarious. That part made me laugh out loud. <laughs> Who's Brian Olsen Green? From 90210. Oh yes, that was great. That yes, was that really was fantastic. That, yes, he played himself. He played his character as a, you know, nearly fifty. <laughs> yes. He's like late forties. That was hilarious. That I was hilarious. That I forgot about that. I forgot they had pulled the 90210 into this, and it, that was truly a great episode. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that. That was probably the one that made me think. Okay, I can like this show yes. a little bit more than what I thought well, it was. Ozzy was really funny that episode. That's yeah, it was. Made me think there was uh, hope for him. But anyway, I'm sorry. I should have brought that up when we discussed the actual 90s. Yeah, I've, I forgot about it too. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up here because, like I said, that was uh, that was one of the shows. That, that was one of the episodes. I was like, okay, th- they do have something here if they can ever mm-hmm. figure it out completely. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so next week uh, we will be continuing our discussion of the Last of Us. Uh, it should be episode five by then. Yeah, episode five, yeah. Uh, the Last of Us, and we will be doing another sitcom. Uh, we'll be going to Night Court. We may be having a very similar conversation to what we had tonight. La- a little better, but maybe a little laugh better. Laugh tracks, laugh track central. Yeah. So uh, we'll, I will say this: John Larroquette brings it. Yeah, he's good. He, he's really good. He at still that, so. has it. So uh, we'll be having a discussion on Night Court, uh, apparently because everybody's watching it, even though I'm not really sure who all that is because I haven't talked to anybody who's watched it. But uh, we'll find somebody. So Yes, yes. Anything you want to add before we sign off? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.